This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. About six minutes after four o'clock, and we are ready to roll this live call-in show. As you know, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Lots to get through on the show today. We will uh, we will get to it here in just a little bit. We always start with the week that was. A reminder as well, if you want to reach out and contact the firm, Lior and, uh, and company, anytime, 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. The worst times for an employer to terminate employment. We will get to that list very shortly. But uh, but first, pal, week that was, what is going on? Well, Johnny, uh, quite a, a busy, interesting uh, week uh, this week. I, uh, mm-hmm. I've spoken with many people with all kinds of, uh, you know, different and interesting and uh, sometimes strange workplace issues and situations that they're, they're dealing with. But that's great, and that's uh, exactly what I want to be doing. I want to be doing that during the week, and I'm happy and in- eager to do it right now on the show uh, till uh, till five o'clock to take those calls and hopefully solve some problems right here. So don't be bashful. No reason not to do it. No reason to hesitate. Let's just talk right now about those workplace problems you may be facing because there are solutions. They call me the employment lawyer for a reason. I solve employment problems. And the week there was a couple situations that uh, came across my desk just uh, very recently. So John, we're heading into the summer months right now Mm -hmm. and a lot of businesses are going to be hiring summer students, uh, students to work over the summer. And a lot of young folks are going to be looking for those jobs, whether it's uh, yeah, high school students that are looking for jobs or university college students that are looking for some uh, some work while they're off school. Yeah. So th- there's some important uh, tips here that need to be considered. And I had a, an email from a young uh, young guy who accepted a summer job and after working two or three shifts his employer comes to him and says well it's not working out we're going to let you go and not sure as as to whether it was because of lack of work or maybe they just didn't think that this particular guy was doing a good job but he was let go now he was upset because it took him a while to find this job and he was concerned that it's going to take him a while to find another job and in the meantime he's not going to be working he called me and, you know, there's an interesting thing here. So I wanted to bring this up here. So here's why I think this is interesting. If you are hired for a summer job, in other words, you're hired from, I don't know, May till the end of August as an example, mm-hmm. yep. that's a fixed term agreement. Wow, so, look at that. So if you're let go two shifts into it like this person was, they still have to pay you the difference. They have to pay you till the end of the agreement. So think about it. Most summer students, kids, uh, young adults looking for summer jobs are hired for a fixed term for the summer till the end of July, till the end of August, beginning of September, whatever the agreement is. Well, that's a fixed term agreement. So if you are let go before the end of the summer, before the end of the term that you agree to, the employer still has to pay you the difference. Now, the only way an employer can get around that is by having the individual sign an employment agreement yep. that gives the employer an early exit. But John, I don't know about you, but when I had summer jobs, I never had to sign an agreement or a contract. So I assure you and I bet you that most uh, individuals that uh, take summer jobs don't have to sign them as well. So there's important lessons there. For, for you guys and girls looking for summer jobs, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's your nephews and nieces, if they have a summer job, and their employer lets them go before the end of the summer, they still have to get paid the difference. Sometimes it could be a few months' pay. 
And for employers, of course, if you're going to hire summer students, that's great. You should. But you remember, if you're going to have to pay them till the end of summer if you let them go before, unless you have them sign employment agreements when they first start, saying that if we let you go, we can let you go with uh, a lot less notice. So, John, very important uh, lesson there. And I, I don't think a lot of people think about that in terms of you know what may be lower-paying jobs for the summer, but they may have significant entitlements. The assumption, I guess, would be that you're going to be working there for the summer as a quote-unquote summer student. But if it's not in an employment agreement either way, saying you are or you are not there for just the summer, is that probably where an employer would argue, saying, "Hi, we never, I never wrote down that it was just going to be a summer gig. So why do I have to pay them till the you know September third? Do you know what I mean? Like why why yes. the assumption? Yeah, you're right. Except a lot of these people reply to ads looking for summer students and say, yeah, we're looking for summer students. Or nice. a lot of people will have verbal agreements with their employer because they're going back to school in September. So there's a deal in place that they're going to work for a period of time. You're right. An employer may say, no, no, we hired you indefinitely. But that doesn't really have credibility when you're hiring a student who you know is off school uh, for, for the summer. So in most cases, I think individuals are going to be able to establish that they were hired just for the summer and because of that, if they're let go, you know, this person was let go two shifts into it. Hmm. So even though it was May, he's going to get paid for the next four months Sweet. working two shifts. So if that's not a, an important lesson, I don't know what is. How's the bragging for that kid for the rest of the summer? Uh -huh, I'm getting paid. I'm not doing nothing. You know what? Of an Can employment you agreement. Yeah, big I'm time. actually pretty sure, Johnny, that happened to me. When I was, uh, you know, a, a young, uh, young guy looking for a summer job, I lost mm -hmm. my summer job and I didn't get paid anything. I didn't know anything about employment law, right. so uh, I had to look for another job because, hey, if I knew employment law, I could take the rest <laughs> of the summer off and get paid. No uh, kidding, well, right? You know what? But uh, if you're listening now, you know better, and if it happens to you, you know what to do. You give me a call. Or you call us here for the next uh, little less than an hour, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. What else you got going on? So switching gears here, I spoke with a, a truck driver, a trucker who has been with the same company for 27 years. Mm -hmm. So not, not a summer student. Uh, no. And, no, not at all. Well, he, he's uh, someone that uh, for years has been doing these long haul trips, which is, which is great. But unfortunately, he developed uh, chronic back pain. And, and for those that have pain, you know that one of the worst things when you have back pain is sitting for extended periods of time. So because of his uh, back pain, he could no longer do the long haul trips. He could right. no longer drive 10, 12, 14 hours uh, a day. That said, he was still able to drive shorter trips, you know, five hours, six hours. Uh, and he asked his employer to, to change his route so that he can do the, long, uh, the, the short haul trips. Mm -hmm. His employer looked at him like he was crazy and said, no, uh, you're the long haul guy. We're not going to do that. And uh, sorry, we don't have a job for you. If you can't work too bad, we're going to say goodbye. Then he asked them for severance, and they looked at him like he was even crazier. Right. Uh, I said, you're an independent contractor. What are you talking about severance? You don't get any severance. Uh, and that's when he called me. Thank God that he did. Well, here's the thing, John. First thing, before we even talk about severance, mm -hmm. his, his company had to accommodate him. Whether he's an employee or not, they have a duty to accommodate. If he has a medical condition that uh, requires some help, some accommodation, some assistance from his employer. His employer has to provide that. In this case, they have to allow him to drive the shorter trips. 
and, and they can't say we, they don't want to. They can't say it's too much trouble. They have to do it. Uh, the, uh, our human rights legislation here in BC requires that to happen. So very right off the bat, they violated uh, his human rights by saying, no, no, we're not even going to look at that. Now, yeah. if it was impossible, fine. It's not impossible. There's other drivers that do it. They could have accommodated. They, choose, they chose not to. Right off the bat, they did something illegal. They terminated his employment instead, and I said employment, because despite the fact that for 27 years he believed and the company believed that he's an independent contractor, he's not. He was an employee, 27 years with the same wow. company, driving truck, of course he's an employee. Mm -hmm. The fact that he owns his truck does not change that. He had a job, a regular job, he, he worked there for 27 years, his employment is terminated, he is owed 24 months severance. Now, I'm sure we have some truckers dri driving uh, right now, listening to us on the radio, saying, wait a second, does that mean I'm an independent contractor? Yes, that's exactly what it means. You're very likely an employee, uh, an employee, I'm sorry, not an independent contractor. You're not an independent contractor. Most truck drivers are, in the eyes of the law, employees. That may be shocking, but it's the truth. You may have significant rights, both if you lose your job, also uh, rights with respect to overtime and vacation pay uh, and statutory holiday pay. So uh, this company did everything wrong, wrongful dismissal, human rights violation. So keep in mind, if you're a trucker, if you have a job, if you need accommodation, your employer has to accommodate you if they can. If you have medical limitations backed up by a doctor, company has to accommodate them. You know, it's amazing you say that. And that's a, you know, that's a real calling for anybody out there, long haul truckers, because I know three of them myself. And and the, the the youngest one of the bunch, that's that's the rookie of the bunch, has been doing it for twenty one years. So these guys make a lifetime out of this. So it's really important if they get let go. Very, very important. I I, I have a lot of friends friends as well, family members. Mm -hmm. You know, my uh, my father in law was a, a trucker for many many years, and oftentimes, most times, they're treated as independent contractors yep. when they are not. And that's especially important, John, as you just said, uh, when you're let go, because you may be owed months and months, even sometimes two years worth of severance. So if you are let go, if you, you're not sure about your status, you know what to do. You call me, you email me, we talk about your rights and help you enforce them. It sure is, and plenty of time for you to call in, get your questions answered. Lots of stuff coming up on the show today, including the worst times for an employer to terminate employment. That is on the way first, so always top priority is our phone calls. In that regard, get to, uh, hey, Steve, uh, thank you for calling in this afternoon. How are you, pal? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just had a quick question. Um, I read, I was in this situation a while back, and and we I got terminated after a long-term job, and and I, I phoned up even labor relations, and they said it's it's eight weeks max severance, regardless of how long you've been at a company. Mm -hmm. And this and your guest said twenty four months. So I'm wondering if there's a specific situation that makes it twenty four months. Good call. Like I said I phoned up I phoned up labor relations, and they said eight weeks max, regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Steve. And, and we talked about this on, on the show often. And and this this. You don't understand how m mad this makes me because, unfortunately, labor relations tells you the wrong thing. It, it's it's wrong. It's completely wrong. Here, let me explain why. Your minimum entitlements are a week per year of service to a maximum of eight weeks. But your full entitlements, what we call your common law entitlements, are much, much, much more than that. And everyone is entitled to it. When you call labor relations, as you say, uh, they only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements. Your full entitlements are much more than that based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So your minimum entitlements could be eight weeks. Your full entitlements could be 20 months, 24 months, 
again, based on your age and position and length of employment. And, and people, when they call labor relations, they get the wrong advice. And because of that, they accept a lot less than what they're owed. You cannot ever, ever, ever call labor relations, call the uh, employment standards branch if you lose your job. You cannot. You have to get proper legal advice. It doesn't have to be from me. You can speak to another employment lawyer if you don't like me. But no, labor relations is not that it's wrong. They're only telling you uh, about your a portion of your entitlements. So tell me about your situation, uh, Steve. In your case, how much severance did you get and, and how long did you work for the company? Well, I was there for 14 years, and I was yes. actually, uh, it, was a, it wasn't a huge company. We had about 25 people, but I was, I was a vice president. I was a director of the company, and I got, you know, seven weeks. Oh, seven weeks? Yeah. Wow. And how many years again? 14. Well, you, you would have been owed probably 15, 16 months pay. Okay, months. I, did, I didn't say weeks, Steve. I said months. How long ago was this? Oh, about, oh, it's been a while. It's been about six, seven years. It, it's just, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's always kind of sat in the back of my head, and I always yep. wondered, you know. Yeah. Because I, no, I, I, I thought there was more to it for me because of my position and my length of time there. Yeah. But, you know, quite frankly, there's that old saying, you know, move on with life, and you just move on with life sometimes, regardless uh, of. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. But the, the reason why we do this show is because there's so many misconceptions and unfortunately bad sources of information out there when it comes to losing your job. And then, you know, I'm glad that you've moved on. Unfortunately, you got the wrong advice. And, and this is a problem. I've spoken about this. I've given interviews about this. Uh, there's been articles written about this. Uh, you know, you would have been owed 15 months, 16 months pay. Uh, obviously, it's been more than two years, so nothing can be done about it now. But thank you very much for the call because there's a lot of important lessons there for everyone out there listening. Yeah, Steve, I mean, he's right, you know, move on with life, but it, you know, it would have been good to move on with life with a few more shekels in your pocket for sure to the tune of 15 months. But, you know, it's so frustrating for you. This must be so just absolutely maddening every time someone calls and it's, it's okay if you're in the nick of time and you can save them. But it's, you know, it's when it's a year or they've already signed or they've already got the money, whatever pittance they got from their employer. This is just, I know you pull your hair out. Drives you crazy. I- I do, and you know, Steve just called us, but unfortunately, John, I get calls or emails like that every single day. I mean, that yeah. was the idea six years, seven years ago when we started doing radio, you and I, for the first time. Mm-hmm. You try to get to as many people as possible so that these things don't happen. Unfortunately, they still do. Uh, but, uh, you know, hopefully, if you're listening right now, you know better. If you have a family member ever in that situation, you'll know to tell them that they're owed more as well. Please, please don't ever accept less than what you're owed. Go to severancepaycalculator.com. Call me. Call us on the show. Do something to make sure your rights are enforced. Uh, again, the uh, the number, if you haven't got a chance to call us, haven't written it down, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on their uh, on their cell. We'll get over here, if I can just move my mouse a bit, to uh, to Michael. Hey, Michael, thanks for uh, for hanging on for a few minutes. How are you? Hi, uh, good. Can you hear me? Good. What's your concern? Yep, we can hear you. What's uh, what's going on with you? Okay. Well, uh, I've been with uh, the company 29 years. Uh, the first part with the owner, the previous owner, and then the son-in-law took the company over. Um, May the 10th, I was informed that I got three months uh, left verbally with with the company, and I have yet to receive any written notice. So they told you that uh, you're going to be gone verbally in three months? Yes. 
and uh, due to what, sorry? Due to, uh, you know, they're, they're struggling financially, etc. Et mm-hmm. et I see, I see. So, so here's the thing. They're allowed to part ways, but my friend, you're allowed. You're entitled to much more than the three months. You've been there for 29 years, and, and uh, what kind of a job? And how old are you? I'm going to be 64 shortly, and it's a, it's an IT job, you know, database work. So printing. someone in your situation is entitled to about 24 months of severance because of the length of your employment and your age as well. Now, if they've given you three months notice. That three months counts towards that 24 months, but you're still owed another 21 months pay. Now, if you don't get that, so let's say your, your last day at the, uh, at the company comes and goes and you're not getting that, that's a wrongful dismissal. My, my friend, you can't walk away from that. This is another 20, 21 months pay that you're owed. So you need to call me as soon as you can. In fact, I wouldn't wait till you're actually done there. Uh, you have significant entitlements. This may well be a situation where your company either doesn't understand what they owe you or they hope that you don't understand what they owe you, but you have significant entitlements, Michael, and potentially another 21 months pay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I understand uh, yeah, how that works. But Okay, so my, my question was, you know, they're, they're claiming financial hardship, et cetera, et cetera, and they've all taken pay cuts, et cetera, right. but still push the issue. The law doesn't make exceptions in those situations. The law doesn't say, well, if the company has financial issues, they don't have to pay severance. You know, and again, it's the law. It's just the way it works. So because of that, if you, in fact, are let go, whether it's financial hardship or whether it's something else, they still legally are obligated to pay you that severance. They don't have any, any recourse to avoid it. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that answers the question. So then we can push the issue. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to, to help you out. Uh, you can reach me anytime at the office. Uh, and if, in fact, there's a, a concern about the company's viability long term, you probably don't want to sit on it because, you know, we know there's a company there now. If a company goes out of business down the road, it may be too late. So, again, probably timing is, uh, is important to do something about it now. Michael, that number to reach out, get a hold of Lior, and please do, don't hesitate, 604-283-3123. Again, 604-283-3123, and help at employmenthour.com. That is a common excuse. We've heard that before too many times. Oh, sorry, we're, we're, we're hurting for cash. We can't afford to pay you anymore. That is different than a bankruptcy, correct? It is different. A bankruptcy yeah. is, a, is a specific legal term where the company uh, stops existing, the, the, the secured creditors have taken it over, etc. In that situation, you're not going to get anything pretty much. But that's very different than the company struggling or even if the company shut down. If the company shuts down, yes, you are entitled to severance. If the company is struggling, you are entitled to severance. Again, it's the law. So uh, by all means, you should, uh, for Michael, for anyone in that situation, you have to call me, you have to get that proper advice and, and get your entitlements because you're owed what the law says you should have. Absolutely. Plenty of time for you to call in and ask your questions here. The number is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell while we get you all lined up here to take more calls. Uh, the worst times for an employer to terminate employment. There is some uh, some good times and some bad times, not for the employee, but there's better times and more tactful ways that an employer should do this, right? Yeah, and, and anyone that's been called into a meeting and had their employment terminated is probably going to say that that time was the worst time because no one yeah. likes it, no one expects it, and, and it's never a good or pleasant thing. 
But from a legal standpoint, there are specific times when it's that much worse to let someone go. There's going to be uh, you know, more problems for the employer, more liability, more damages they have to pay. So we want to talk about the worst times, the absolute worst times where an employer sh- should not terminate employment because if they do, there's going to be potentially hell to pay. So that's what we're going to be talking about in the next segment. You bet. We are right back at it. Love having you here. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. If you have not checked it out yet, you should. And that is severancepaycalculator.com. Find out exactly how much your severance should be. Do not leave it up to a friend or a buddy or a pal or someone who knows more about employment law than you do. No, 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 no. Don't bother. Check out the severance pay calculator before you go anywhere. And then uh, make that phone call to Lior and the crew. Rick, thank you for hanging on through the break. Good afternoon. Yeah, hi. Um... I just had to call in uh, because I feel so badly for the people calling in. They're getting uh, ripped off by their employer so badly. You know, going back to uh, 2006, I had my uh, employment terminated after 33 years with the company. And there was no ifs, ands, or buts. They paid me out the the maximum at that time, which was uh, one month per year up to a maximum of 24 months. So I walked off with a severance package of 24 months. Yeah, and, and that, that's that's exactly what they should have done. And, you know, in my experience, Rick, having done this for, gosh, many years, you can consider yourself very fortunate because many people, as you've just heard on the show already so far, are not as fortunate. They're offered a lot less than what they're owed. Uh, and, and the trick here is not to... to uh, to believe that you're getting what you're owed. The, the trick is to make sure that you enforce your right. It's up to the individual to make sure that they get what they're owed. That's why we're well, here. That's why the severance calculator is there. And, and you know, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. You were fortunate. Many people are not. But the good news is it can be easily resolved. So someone that was only paid eight weeks when it should have been 24 months, we can resolve that very quickly, usually with even within a few weeks. But they need to make the call, and, and uh, hopefully... Well, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And before I accepted my termination package, I did go to an employment lawyer at the time. Just right, to good. Confirm, just to confirm in my mind that I was getting everything that I should get. And after an hour of looking at the paperwork and the package, the lawyer looked at me and said, you're getting exactly what you should be getting right to nice. the penny. Beautiful. Love it. And, and, and you know, I, I, of 10 people that I speak with, one out of 10 is going to be in that situation. You're that one. That's amazing. I'm really, really happy for, for that. And, and, but there's important lessons there for everyone. And, and Rick, uh, thank you for your call. Uh, if you're in that situation, do what Rick did. You have to. You owe it to yourself to make sure you get that advice because otherwise you may find out when it's too late that you're owed another $70,000 and you decided mm-hmm. not to, to pursue it. That's something that's going to haunt you for a while. Let's move on down to uh, to Nicholas. Hey, Nicholas, thank you for hanging on as well. How are you this afternoon? I'm very fine. How are you guys? Well, we are, you guys are all good. <laughs> that's beauty. My question is, where did this law come that we only have two years? Oh, good question. So th- there's I, a statute I'm, of limitations. I'm nine years screwed. Like, I, I uh, lost yeah. my job. Well, I didn't lose my job. I, I got uh, canned because the guy thought he just made himself his first million and... Wanted to walk away. So, uh, Nicholas, unfortunately, there's a statute of limitations uh, called the the Limitations Act that outlines a two-year limitation period for these types of cases. So, it's it, it is the and law. Who, it's actually who, yeah. Who go made ahead. that law? 
Uh, the government. The oh. government of BC. One of the guys that are sitting in the office that don't do any work. <laughs> Maybe. Is that what you're but, telling but, me? I'm telling you, it's, uh, yes. You know, Can I mean, you uh, name him by any way? <laughs> well, the thing is this. What it's year, not a new law. did he make that law? We've had statute of limitations as 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 long as we've had uh, a province. Okay, so we've we've had it now. It's, sometimes it's been longer. It's been reduced to two years. It used to be six years, but oh, but it is two years, years now. Six What's that? Years. I might have been able to catch the guy. Yeah, no, I hear you, Nicholas. But that is the statute of limitations. Thanks for your call, my friend. And uh, but it's important to remember whether we like it or not. There is mm-hmm. a two-year limitation period, and as I said, every day I speak with people that found out about their entitlements, found out about me or the severance pay calculator, but they've been let go more than two years ago and you can't do anything about it. So don't let that happen to you because you know it's going to be something that that you can't do much about. That two-year limitation is strict. It's not two years and a day or kind of two years. It's exactly a maximum of two years. So don't let that expire. 604-280-9898 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to join the show, ask your questions. Chuck, you're up next. How are you? Good afternoon. Hey, man. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, I've been running into a situation lately. I'm semi-retired and I went back to work in a, a previous couple of industries. And they can work you 60 hours a week, no overtime, no stat holidays. And how long has this been going on? Now, what kind of industry, what kind of job? Uh, one was waste removal. The other one was a, uh, a commercial, like a farming situation. Hmm. And were you? Uh, I don't want to use the company names, right? No, no, no. So, please don't. Please don't use the company name. Uh, yep. Uh, were, were you a manager? No, no. I was an employee. I was uh, one job. I was a yard worker, and another job I was uh, basically a laborer. And it was like, are you kidding me? Like these people are working sixty hours a week, yeah, no overtime. Well, no, that then that, that that's that's illegal. No, that's illegal, uh, Chuck. It's it's not something they're allowed to do. Overtime is paid if you work uh, a time and a half. If you work more than eight hours a day or forty hours a week, uh, so anything oh, no. over that has to be time and a half. And and for people that don't get that, they have a very easy recourse. They could file a complaint with the Employment Standards Branch, and guess what? Not only Will the uh, the Employment Standards Branch order the company to pay them that? They can also get retroactive pay for two years. So there is a solution here, but you have to stand really? up for your rights. Yep. Well, yeah, this is three, uh, uh, two industries were similar, and the third one was like farming, totally out of the, the realm. Right. But they, they were absolutely adamant that, no, we don't pay overtime. And, and I've had situations where I work till 8.30 at night, and they expect me to be back to work at 6 in the morning. Now, there's exceptions as as it relates to farming specifically, but uh, the other industries, I think you mentioned waste removal. Yeah, no, they they have to pay it, and and it doesn't matter if they want to or if they think they shouldn't. Ultimately, the law decides, so the recourse is very simple. Have to file a complaint with the Employment Standards Branch, and that's easily resolved. Sometimes it could be resolved within a week or so. As soon as the Employment Standards Branch comes in, they'll say, "Uh, what are you talking about? You pay overtime and you pay it now. And you're going to pay retroactive for two years, so so that could be easily resolved. But someone has to take that step, has to make that call, and call the employment standards branch. Really, uh, it's, it's like three different jobs in the last. And like I say, I'm semi-retired. I'm looking for something to do. Right. But three events, uh, two industries similar, one farming. I get it, uh, hmm. but they say they're all exempted because transportation, oil and gas, farming is exempt from. The labor code. 
Well, wow. farming certainly is. The other ones are, are not, not as relates to overtime. So again, the, the, the solution, simple. Uh, now we know, now, now hopefully if, if we have colleagues there that are in that situation that, that feel that they don't uh, get what they're owed, it's very simple. And by the way, if you call the Employment Standards Branch, if there is an exemption, they'll tell you about it, but don't take your company's word for it. And even if it's a good company, sometimes they themselves may not know what their obligations are. You know, I'm absolutely going to give sometimes companies the benefit of the doubt. So it's always up to the individual to enforce their rights. They can also call me. I can also talk and help them uh, get what they're owed. Uh, there's no reason to walk away from something that uh, is owed to you. Chuck, appreciate uh, your call. Now, this thing, this is one of those things where, again, there's a two-year limitation on this, yes, as far as uh, you can go back two years? Yes, you can go back. So let's say no. it's overtime that's owed to you, vacation pay, minimum wage. You can go back two years to to, to get what you're owed. Uh, so there, there's that, that two-year limitation period that we were talking with the previous caller about, uh, you know, that, that <laughs> some bureaucrat decided on maybe. Uh, but that's that's the law. And until that law changes, it's strict and there's there's no exceptions. And again, this is one of the times you can go to the Labor Board and safety. Not severance, but when it comes over time, vacation pay, you know, so on and so forth, you can do it. You you can. Yeah. If you lose it's very simple. If you lose your job, no, you cannot go to the government for that. You cannot go to the employment standards branch. You can't go to labor relations. Gotcha. You have to get advice. You have to call me, you call another employer employment lawyer if you don't want to talk to me. But that's your only recourse. Absolutely only thing. When it comes to other things, vacation pay, overtime, uh, minimum wage, yes, you absolutely can go to the employment standards branch. Can You can go to the government. They can help you. So in termination of employment, no. Otherwise, by all means, you can and you should. Anytime you want to reach out uh, when the show is not on the air, VancouverEmploymentLawyers.ca and the help at employmenthour.com is the email address, phone number 604 283 3123, but for the purpose of the next 15 minutes or so, you want to call us, yep, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on yourself. The worst times for an employer to terminate employment. Well, we all have gigs. It's never a good time. But uh, how about this one? When an employee asks about taking a disability leave or comes back from the disability leave. Absolutely a terrible and, and illegal time, by the way. Right. And right. Uh, so if you're going to think about taking a disability leave, maybe you're going to have a, a medical procedure or surgery and you're talking to your employer about that, I'm going to need to take some time off. Or maybe you're, you did take one and you're ready to come back to work now you're better and you are let go. Well, wait a second. That is illegal. You cannot be let go because you took a medical leave or are thinking about taking a medical leave, going to take one. That is wrong. That is a human rights violation. The law makes that very clear. It cannot happen. So, and I've seen that many times. Employers want to avoid uh, an employee being away or avoid having to, to bring them back and they terminate employment instead. Can't do that. Even if severance is paid, it's still illegal. It's a human rights violation. What should an employer do instead? Well, very simple. Let you take the time off. As long as you have a legitimate medical issue, that's backed up by a doctor. They need to let you take the time off. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's a year. Okay? But they need to let you take that time off. And when you're ready to come back to work, whether it's no restrictions or with restrictions, they have to do everything possible to take you back to the same job that you had on the same terms. If they don't do that, if they let you go illegal, they're going to have to pay significant damages, which is why I say, John, it's a terrible time. It's a bad idea for an employer to terminate at that point in time. No, they shouldn't do that. And if that happens to you, you get on the phone and call me. I'll take care of it. 
604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Over to the phones we go. Raul, thank you for uh, for hanging on there for a moment. Uh, good afternoon. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, brother. What's uh, what's your concern? Uh, my concern was um, if a, uh, one company gets sold um, and another company takes over and all the employees get rehired, hmm. are the employees eligible for any severance? So if the employees accept severance with a new company, the company that bought it, then no, they're not owed severance because the law considers their employment to be continuous. In other words, the new company inherits their service. So therefore, if the new company lets them go, let's say, I don't know, six months later, they have to pay severance that includes the time they had with the previous company. Now, if as a result of a sale, the employee was out of a job, then the employee was owed severance the employee would be owed severance. Even if the employee decided not to accept the job with the buyer, there would be some severance paid. Okay, But if the employee accepts and continues working with the buyer, no, severance is not owed, but the employer inherits the service, which is going to come into effect and it's going to be very beneficial if at some point the employee is let go. Right. So if they work for another five years and they work for 10 previous, it's 15 years. Exactly. So now yeah. when it comes to severance, they're going to be treated as a 15-year employee, not a five-year employee, which obviously is going to significantly increase the amount of severance that the person is owed. And there's no recourse to the company that sold it. Like the new company can't go to the old company and say, well, you should have paid this this employee for 10 years. We're not going to be paying them for the 10 years. Well, they may have a deal between the two of them as to how that's going to be dealt with, but you're, you're probably not even going to know about that. That's between them. As between you and the new company, the new company has to pay you. Now, can they go back to the old company and say, we had an agreement that if we let the person go, you're going to reimburse us? Maybe. I don't know. But that doesn't impact you in any way, shape, or form, and you'll ne- frankly never even know about that. The new company has to pay you, and they can't avoid that. Now, one thing, I'll leave you with one thought on this, Okay is if the new company, the one that you're going to accept with the the buyer, if they have you sign an employment agreement, in that employment agreement, okay, they may specifically say that they're not going to recognize past service. And if that's the case, that's a problem. That means you're still not getting severance right now from the seller, but in the future, they're not going to have to recognize your service for the full full, uh, severance that you're owed. So... The general rule is, yes, they inherit your service unless you signed an agreement with them saying that they won't. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Thank you very much. Okay, good. Thanks, Royal. Appreciate your call. You want to follow up at a later time uh, just to clear anything else up, 604-283-3123. Number one, bad idea because you could be wiping out, in Raul's case, 10 years of... Of, of work and severance potentially. Number two, if they do not hire him, the new company does not hire him, who pays for the severance at that point, the seller or the new company or the buyer? If the person is out of a job as a result of a sale, then the, yep. the selling company, the first company, is the one okay. that's on the hook for severance. And the reason for that is because if you never actually worked for the buyer, then they don't have any obligations to you, right? Makes sense. If, if, if you never work for them. Once you work for them, even on day one, if you started actually working for them, they inherit your service. And then on day two, if they let you go, they have to pay you severance based on your entire service, even the service you had with the previous company. 
You want to slide in a call? You still got a few minutes here. 604 9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Uh, between that time, though, the worst times for an employer to terminate employment. How about this one? When employees make inquiries about overtime pay or vacation pay, etc. Big, big, uh, big no no. Employers should no. not do that. One of the most basic rules, basic uh, rights that we have when it comes to employment law is the rights to enforce our entitlements. So if you're, mm-hmm. you believe, let's say you're owed overtime or vacation pay and you're going to try to enforce those or even just ask questions or, or find out from your employer why you haven't been paid, you cannot be let go. Okay, You have the right to ask questions, to make inquiries. You cannot be punished for it. We call that a reprisal. It's illegal. And, and it's very important to remember that uh, as an employee, you should never be afraid to pursue your rights because you can't pun- be punished for pursuing your rights, even if it turns out that you were wrong. Maybe you thought you were owed overtime and you pursued that and it turns out, no, no, th- this company didn't owe you overtime. They still can't let you go because you tried to get it, because you believe that you were owed that overtime. Very basic, very important rule. You always have the, the you should have that confidence and the comfort to know that if you can, if you pursue your rights, if you ask questions about rights, if you demand your rights, you cannot be let go. You cannot be punished. Your employment cannot be terminated. And if the company does that, yeah, there's going to be damages they're going to have to pay. Yeah. It's illegal. So definitely, definitely a very, very bad idea and a bad time for an employer to let an employee go because the employee was asking questions about their legal rights. Another one here, arguably the worst one for them, and that's when an employee announces a pregnancy or comes back from a maternity or paternity leave, parental leave. Yeah, and, and we probably shouldn't have to speak about that in 2019, but right. guess what? We do because every yeah. single week I speak with people exactly in that situation. I, I just came back from a or wanted to come back from a parental leave. I was let go. Or I, I told my employer I was pregnant and I was let go. God, come on, really? That still happens? Well, unfortunately it does. So... No, you cannot be let go. Seriously, I almost feel silly saying this, but I know. you cannot be let go because you're taking a parental leave. Whether you're taking the full parental leave, a partial, whether you're a father or a mother, you mm-hmm. cannot be let go in any way, shape, or form. Now, your employer may not be happy. Well, keep that to yourself if you're unhappy. You cannot do anything to the employee. You have to let the employee take the leave. You have to bring them back to the same position. You cannot decide you like the replacement better. You cannot decide that you would rather put the employee in a different position, the same position, same pay. In fact, if the pay for the position has increased while the employee was on a parental leave, you have to give the employee that increased rate of pay. Anything less than that, anything different than that is illegal. You like to say, John, you don't mess with mama or, or papa for that matter. Big that time. Is, <laughs> big time. That is exactly the correct way to look at it. And if your employer breaches that violation of human rights legislation violation of the employment standards act wrongful dismissal you name it wrong terrible idea terrible time to terminate employment in that situation good way to wrap our last minute here while we uh, wrap the show for today jim sends an email along at help at employmenthour.com jimmy says uh, my employer let me go but is now saying that oh look i resigned so i don't get severance what do i do and you know it's actually a problem because if you don't have a termination letter your employer can say, no, no, you resigned. And then how do you prove what actually happened? So if you're let go, maybe it's uh, by by voicemail or on the phone, to avoid this situation, what you do is you send your employer an email right away. As soon as you get off the phone saying, company, I just confirmed that you called me and told me that I don't have a job anymore. You let me go right away. 
If you do that, that's all you need. Then they can't turn around and say you've resigned because you've created that record. All right, so it's not too late then. I want you to send that email right away confirming what actually happened and tell your employer, no, if you misunderstood, then fine, I'll come back to work because I'm not resigning. So if you don't have something in writing, a letter, most people have a letter, a text message, something in writing, you create that because if your employer wants you to to be let go, they have to pay you severance. Otherwise, if they say you've resigned, they may try to avoid paying you that severance. Don't let that happen. Send that email right away and then call me. All right, done for another week. You want to reach out and call Lior. That's exactly what you should do. 604-283-3123. Email is helpandemploymenthour.com. And always, always, always reference severancepaycalculator.com as well. Till next time, Employment Hour here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.